Let's pray. Father, we thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for our sin. And Father, we want to, those of us that know Jesus, we want to respond in serving our Lord. Now, I don't know what you're going through in your life right now, but I want you to bring that to God before we open his word. I want you to bring it to God and say, God, I ask that you would speak into my life this morning. Those of you who know this God, the Lord that loves you, you want to serve him, ask that he would give you truth that you can respond to as you seek to serve him. I pray that you would also ask that my words be clear and accurate to Scripture. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning. Um, I want to just, can I, can I just be heart to heart with you a little bit before preaching this morning? I've, I've already cried a lot in the Great Hall, so I'm going to try not to cry too much. I'm, I, yeah, if, I'm, I think I still have a man card. I'm not sure, but uh, this, this, this morning may lessen that. I want to I say several things. Now, first, I want to say thank you. Thank you. Uh, Jesus said that the night he was betrayed that we're going to know people are Christians by their love for one another. And uh, y'all have overwhelmed me and our family uh, with the love that you've shown us while we're here. I know, I can genuinely say, I know so many of you are following Jesus because of the love that I've seen in your lives. And so, thank you. Now, on social media, that uh, you can put hashtags on there for those of you that aren't social media. I think the most used hashtag for me in the last four years, and I've been here five and a half, but I didn't figure out I can, I can hashtag until four years ago, was pound I love my church. And it's been genuine, and that's because of how much love I've felt from you. So thank you. We, we overwhelmed. We got back from our vacation this week and on my desk, letters, emails, phone calls. Uh, thank you so much for the love that you've shown us, not just in this season, but throughout. So that's the first thing I want to say thank you. The second thing I want to say is thank you to the staff. Thank you for the leadership that y'all have brought in my life, uh, even training me uh, and showing me what it looks like to do church. Thank you for putting up with a prideful and uh, and often missing it guy on our staff and and go I can honestly say that every time I got in the car to go to work I was excited to go to war with this team and can't believe that I got to got to serve next to so many here and you should hear as a church I'm so excited for the future here because of your love and the way that God is using you to love our city and each other and then the world, and then also for the staff leadership that God's brought here. And then finally, uh, I just want to say thank you to Jeff. Uh, Jeff has uh, become not just a mentor and pastor in my own life, but a real friend for me. Uh, And I didn't get to this point because I was crying too much over there. (laughs) But um, Jeff, the passage that God had laid on my heart to say is that uh, Jesus... Uh, he said that the, the world's going to lead by lording over. Uh, but those who are going to follow the example of Jesus are going to lead through service. And uh, thank you for, for serving and for letting me get to be part 
uh, of this church under your leadership. Uh, I love you and respect you genuinely and deeply. Uh, So thank you, and I thank God for you, and I thank God for the time that I've gotten to be here. I didn't go looking for another job at all. In fact, there were other opportunities to do things, and I said, no way, I'm not going to leave this place because I love you. And then uh, God allowed stars to align and and, uh, spoke clearly into our life and said, uh, go. And so that's what we're trying to do and be faithful. And uh, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, let's turn our attention to the Word of God. Can I do that? If you have a Bible, turn to Psalm 119. Psalm 119. And as you're turning to Psalm 119... This is the longest chapter in the Bible. It's the longest chapter in the Bible. And it's interesting that this chapter in the Bible is not a chapter meditating on grace, though it's included there. It's not a chapter meditating on salvation, which we actually just read as Jack was leading us a few minutes ago. It talks about the salvation God provides. It's, it's not a chapter meditating on God's love, though it's included in the passage. The, the longest chapter in the Bible is actually a chapter meditating on the Bible. It's, it's the Word of God talking about how good the Word of God is. Longest chapter in the Bible, shortest chapter in the Bible is actually the two chapters before that, Psalms 117. The middle chapter in the Bible is Psalm 118. So we're, we're like in the center of Scripture right now. And the longest chapter that we have in Scripture is meditation on Scripture. And I want to read the first few verses, then I'm going to go to an opening illustration, and then we're going to dive in. You good? Verse 1, blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep His testimonies, who seek Him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong, but walk in His ways. Right now at our house, um, we have a two-year-old and we have a now just turned nine-year-old. Anna was three when we came to your church. And actually, I'm looking at some of our neighbors right now who've watched Anna grow up. And when you have a three-year-old and a nine-year-old, a two-year-old and a nine-year-old, there's not a whole lot you can do together, right, as a family, because there's some competitiveness that happens. And Anna's a great big sister, but there's, there's not, but one of the things that we found that we can do together is play hide and seek. Kids here in the room, maybe you've enjoyed playing hide and seek. Actually, maybe adults here in the room. How many of you enjoyed playing hide and seek? Yes. How many of you still play hide and seek? Yes. Well, I'm one of those that still plays hide and seek. And, and what, what's interesting about the hide and seek game, well, y'all know the way it works, right? You, you, one stands in the room and they always want me to be the one that, that seeks first. I'm the one that looks first. So I stand in the living room and I count out loud to ten, right? One, two, and then Ellie and Anna and often Rebecca playing with us, will, will, they will run out of the room, right? Three, four, five. You're not counting loud enough. Seven, eight, y'all know how it goes, right? Nine, ten. And at the end, of the, what do you say at the end? Ready or not? 
Yes, ready or not, here I come. And so then I start looking around the house. Now, in this season of wondering, really, around the house, of looking for the kids, not knowing where they're going to be, something started happening about 10 seconds into it recently. About 10 seconds into walking around the house looking for our kids, Ellie, I think deciding she doesn't want to be the last one found, will start saying, here I am. So I said, somebody in the room was saying it even before me. Here I am. Here I am. And so it's 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 really comical. Like I'm I'm grinning ear to ear right now, even thinking about how funny it is to me. But so I'll walk through the room that she's in. You know, she'll be behind a door, or here I am. And try to act like I don't know where she is, right? That I'm still looking. And then often we'll walk out of the room. Here I am. Here I am. And then we eventually find Ellie. We try not to let her be the last one found. We're in a sermon series right now. uh, And we've talked a lot about the different seasons of the soul. And maybe you're in a season where you feel like you're playing hide and seek with God. You're you're trying to find God. Maybe it's in a season of waiting, a season of reorientation. Maybe for you a season of longing, a season of despair. We've talked about these different seasons of the soul. And for you, maybe you feel like God is hiding from you. What we're going to see today is the beauty of the fact that God is crying out through His Word. Here I am. Here I am. Regardless of the season you're in. And I want you to see today that when you respond to His words, that He's calling out, wherever you are, when you respond to His Word, God is going to lead you to Himself. And that's going to lead you to happiness, to confidence, and to thankfulness. This is the... The first few verses, the summary of the psalm, we'll see that this morning. So if you're taking notes, we're going to jump in and you're going to see that responding to the Word of God as He cries out to us through His Word, here I am, here I am, will lead you to Him and you will find happiness. First point, y'all ready? Here we go. Verse 19, actually the first word there is Aleph. The psalm is arranged alphabetically in the original language. And in the Hebrew alphabet, the first letter is Aleph. There's 22 letters. There's 22 stanzas in Psalms 119. Each stanza has nine, I'm sorry, each stanza has eight verses. And each of those verses starts with that letter of the alphabet. So we're going to look at these first eight verses, just the first stanza, which is really the summary of the psalm. But each one would start with Aleph or A, if you were reading it in Hebrew. And this is what it says. Blessed are those whose way is blameless. Blessed. Maybe your translation says joyful. Or a few of the English translations actually translate that word as, and it can be translated this way, happy. Happy. Whatever season you're in, there's an opportunity for you to find happiness. How? Watch. Blessed are those whose way is blameless. Uh Uh-oh. Are you blameless? I'm not. 
The beauty of this book is it shows us that all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, right? Even in the Old Testament, we see God created the world perfect apart from blame, but Adam and Eve and everyone else rebelled against God and was experiencing the blame. But God sent a sacrificial system to atone for our sin that climaxed in Jesus so that we could be washed clean of our blame and live through the power of the Holy Spirit in response to His Word. And we're going to see it. Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. In Psalms 119, it uses nine different synonyms to describe the Word of God. Him crying out to us, here I am. Here I am. This is one, the law of the Lord. Verse 2, we'll see the testimonies. We'll see in verse 3, His ways. Verse 4, His precepts. Verse 5, His statutes. Verse 6, His commandments. Verse 7, His rules. Other verses in Psalms 119 will actually use the word, word, His words, and then also His promises. It's a meditation on the Word of God crying out to us, Here I am. Verse 2, again, blessed, there's our word, joyful, happy, are those who keep His testimonies, who seek Him. Talk about a hide-and-seek game. Seeking Him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong. How, How do you do no wrong? Well, we've already blown that. We've talked about it. Blameless, we're not, but we are now through the sacrificial system He's provided and then seek to respond to His Word, who do no wrong but walk in His ways. Where are you looking for happiness right now? Uh, Rebecca and I, now we're needing to look for a new home. And we actually have found and put contract on a new home. And it's, it's hard not to get sucked into that, right? As thinking maybe this house or that house will make us more happy. You ever been there? That's not where happiness is found. If you look at internet searches right now, a lot of people are looking to Google, Amazon, eBay to buy something to make them happy. That's not where happiness is found. It's not. Maybe the season of your soul has been disturbed because you're seeking happiness in a place that can't provide it. God's Word says. Responding to the Word of God leads us to happiness. Jeff and his leadership in our church, I've loved through the years, he's spoken this into our staff so many times. He's told our staff, he said, don't show up here today trying to serve God without first spending time in the Word of God. And I'll say, if you do that, it's, you're, you're going to bring everyone down. If you show up not having spent time in the Word of God, you're going to bring everyone down. Why? Because we're going to be seeking, right, to find our identity in other places. When was the last time you let God cry out to you and say, here I am, through His Word? Responding to the Word of God leads to happiness. First, second, to confidence. Look what he says, verse 4-6. through He says, But you have commanded your precepts to be kept diligently. Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. Then, watch the result of responding to the Word of God. Then, I shall not be put to... What's the word? Shame. All of us have a shame problem. It started with Adam and Eve in the garden, but there's a way out of it. There's a way to confidence 
It's through responding to the Word of God. Look back with me at verse 4. This is a, a powerful verse in Scripture. He, the, the, the psalm writer writes to God, watch, he says, you have commanded, this is a commandment, this is not an option in order to uh, live in response to or not. This is a commandment. He says, you have commanded your precepts, another word for his word, watch, to be kept diligently. Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. It's interesting. He says this is a commandment, but he's not just saying this is a commandment. He's saying this is a commandment that we have to keep. It's, it's, it, he's, 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 saying, he's emphasizing the same point. And, and, and here's, here's what I, I see over and over in Psalms 119. Is, is that the, the, the Psalms 119 is not inviting us just to be ferocious Bible studiers. Psalms 119 is, is inviting us, in fact, commanding us to be ferocious Bible obeyers. If, if, if you want to find a confidence from God, it doesn't come in just opening the Bible. It comes in responding to the Bible, right? I... Uh, I was going to uh, get an MBA out of Baylor, and I started work at Pine Cove, and I thought I was still going to go in the business world. That's what I wanted to do. I was going to get an MBA degree. In my first seminary class, I was not actually enrolled at seminary. I was, uh, I was auditing the class. And you know what it means to audit a class? When you audit a class, you, you, you get to show up and hear all the information and do none of the homework. You, you, you get to, to, to come and listen to all of the, the cool knowledge. But you know what happens when you do, you, you get no reward on the end, right? There's, there's, there's no grade, there's no degree, there's no... What, why, why would you... I think there are a lot of cultural Christians. There are a lot of cultural Christians that treat their faith as if they're auditing the class. And if you want confidence, and I want you to have confidence that comes only from God. If you want confidence, you want to, again, the wording of the psalm writer in verse 6, you want your life to really be able to say, then I shall not be put to shame. It doesn't come when we audit the class, does it? It comes when we open God's Word, we hear Him say, here I am, and we don't walk out of the room leaving Him behind the door. We go in response to the voice of God. Responding to the Word of God brings happiness, confidence. Psalms 119.105 says, Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. You want direction in your life? This book isn't about suggestions, right? It's about directions. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a love letter that God has given His children to show us how we, wouldn't, we don't have to rummage in the trash. Are you living your life in response? Happiness, confidence, and then third, thankfulness. Look what he says, verse 7. I will praise you with an upright heart when I learn of your righteous rules. Now, back verse 7, let's read it again. I will praise you with an upright heart 
when I learn of your righteous rules. Hey, kids, how many of y'all like rules? Parents? Let's, let's be honest, men, right? How many of you like rules? How many of you like... I still sometimes struggle with rules. Okay, when, when, I, when I think of a, an attitude of gratitude or thankfulness, rules are often not at the top of the list that I think is going to lead me there. Look what he says, verse 7 again. I will praise you with an upright heart. When do, we, when do we praise God? How can we worship God in every season of the soul? How can you, where you are, with what's going on in your life, truly be grateful to God, truly live thankfully, truly worship Him in response to who He is and what He has done? How can you do that? Look, I will praise you with an upright heart when I learn of your righteous rules. You know, God has given us His Word to show us the way to abundant life in Christ. This is a rule book, but it's primarily not just a rule book. It's a book that's showing us, it's a love letter, I often will say. It's a love letter from God leading us to His Son and showing us how we can follow Jesus every day, right? Jeff's going to be leading us into a sermon series here starting this next week in which we're going to get to look at what does it look like. It's titled the series is Everyday Jesus. Everyday Jesus. What does it look like for us to follow Jesus every day in our lives? It's living in response to His Word. And when we do that, you know what happens? It's it's thankfulness. Praise. Stephen, what you lead us in so beautifully. When we direct our mind's attention and our heart's affection on what this book tells us, then we'll praise Him with an upright heart. When I learn of your righteous rules, I will keep your statutes. Do not utterly forsake me. It's interesting, as he says here at the end, do not utterly for, forsake me. Like he's crying out to God, asking God, don't leave me alone. Don't, I, I don't want to be the last one found in this hide-and-seek game. And God's calling out and saying, here I am. He's crying back to God and he's saying to God, don't leave me alone, don't forsake me. And the beauty of this, this game that many, we, it's not a game, this is the eternal life that we have with Christ. The, the, the beauty of this is, is that God isn't just in hiding now telling us, here I am. That John tells us in John chapter 1 verse 14 that the Word of God, the Word of God became flesh. He stepped out of hiding The Word became flesh and He dwelt among us. We have seen His glory. The glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about Him and cried out, This was He of whom I said, He who comes after Me ranks before Me because He was before Me. For from His fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. This is the Word of God, even that's being meditated on in Psalms 119. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Jesus. Jesus. God didn't just cry out through His Word, here I am. He became flesh through His Son, Jesus Christ. And He stepped out of hiding, right? He showed up on the scene. If you're here today and you wonder why do Christians gather, it's not because we struggle with bibliolatry. 
right? Some, have you ever heard that term? Some people wonder if we worship a book. Uh, I don't know anyone that really tries to worship this book that doesn't end up worshiping Jesus, <laughs> right? The beauty of God's Word is when we respond to God's Word, it leads us to happiness, confidence, thankfulness, because we find Jesus in His Word. He's here. He's here. He's not hiding. So what is God saying to you? How are you going to obey? Who are you going to tell? What is God saying to you? How are you going to obey? Who are you going to tell? Uh, that's the questions we've been asking as a church, and I love it. It's spot on, church. Like It's spot on. And it, as, as I'm being sent by you uh, to McKinney, as I'm being launched, commissioned by this church, I, I really do feel commissioned into a mission to help people follow Jesus every day. And what I want to do is continue to challenge people to go to God and say, God, what are you saying to me? And listen for his voice as he says to you, here I am. And then you get to say, well, how can I respond? How do I obey Because responding to the Word of God leads to happiness, confidence, thankfulness. If you've not seen that, I would invite you to study Psalms 119. Dive in. See the psalm writer tell you this in beautiful ways over and over and over again. That responding to the Word of God leads you to happiness, confidence, and thankfulness. And I want to to close with this as an illustration. I started with Ellie. I'll end with Ellie, not because I don't want to talk about y'all. I, I, I Actually, this, this morning I, uh, in, the, in the Great Hall, I talked about different people in the church. Who Woody is one of them here in our church. Who's, I've grown to, to love his love for the Word of God. There's so many of you that have shown me different sides of the beauty of Scripture. Remember one time Woody telling me as we were teaching in Colossians, he, he in tears was telling me, I feel like God just in front of me laid down the ten of hearts, the jack of hearts, the queen of hearts, the king of hearts, and the ace of hearts. And then said, look, royal flush, this is how much I love you. So many of you love the word of God. Ellie was about to show up on the scene a little over two years ago, and we were scrambling to get a room ready, and we had bought this little bookshelf that I was going to assemble, and I'm right, the man, so I'm going to put the bookshelf together. And when I start to do uh, uh, construction projects, um, I often will hear from my lovely wife, Rebecca, have you read the instructions? And I, uh, I would love to tell you I don't have any issue with pride, but for some reason... I'm the man, right? Right? I've almost got a doctorate degree. You know, some theology, but surely I can understand how to put a bookshelf together, right? I don't need instructions. I got this. So then I tried to put the bookshelf together. But for some reason, the manufacturer had messed up the shelves. And the shelves would not fit... And the bookshelf. Who makes a bookshelf without the shelves that fit in the bookshelf? And so I I was, you know, like any good pastor, thinking a lot of words I shouldn't be thinking and trying to put this bookshelf together. And again, my lovely wife came in and said, have you read the instructions? Who needs instructions on this? I don't know exactly what I said, but I remember the emotion I was feeling. 
And so then I, I opened up this book that the manufacturer had given me to really help me find where the shelves go. Now, it's, it's almost as if when I opened it up, the shelves were saying, here I am. <laughs> and what, what I found out I had done is I had put the top of the bookshelf on the bottom, and the top had, I'd put on the top of the sides instead, and when I put it on the bottom, it was between, you know, so it, it made the bookshelf a different width. It wasn't the right width, and so, of course, the shelves didn't fit. And I was like, why did I not open this manual a long time? Ago, um, when was the last time you looked at what the manufacturer gave you and let him cry out to you, "Here I am, here I am"? Because responding to the Word of God will lead you to Him, and in Him you'll find happiness, confidence, and thankfulness that can only be found in Him and in His Son Jesus Christ. I want you to pray with me, real quick. In your heart right now, maybe you need to uh, make a new commitment to God's Word. And so I would, I would ask you right now, to, and I've heard Jeff say this multiple times as he's preached in our church, to, to make a point to have a time, a place, and a plan. So with God, talk with God about God's Word and say, God, here's what, here's what I'm going to do to open this book because I believe you're going to tell me where you are. And as you lead me to you, I'll find happiness, confidence, thankfulness. When's that going to be for you? And then finally, if you don't know what this book tells us, I just want to tell you one more time. God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him will not perish. This is what the Bible tells us. God's Word says that all of us have sinned. We've fallen short of the glory of God. The penalty for our sin is separation from Him forever, death. But thank goodness He sent His Son, Jesus, the Word in the flesh. God demonstrated His own love for you and me in this. While we were yet sinners, He sent Christ to die for us. And you and I can be saved by grace through faith in Jesus. He's crying out to you this morning, here I am through His Word. Maybe you need to let Him find you. Say, God, I'm lost, but I believe and I receive by grace through faith the gift of Your Son, Jesus. Stop hiding from Him. Run to Him. And Jeff is going to stand up front, our senior pastor. If you would like to respond for any reason, if you want to place your faith in Jesus, if you want someone to pray over you, if you'd like to come and place membership here in this church, if you want to pursue baptism to show the world that I follow Jesus, whatever that looks like for you, he's going to be up front as we sing. Come.